mercy, because of the love which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages might come he might show his immeasurable riches of his grace in the kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. Isn't that amazing? God said, you know what? I will start all over again. I will start all over again. I will save some from this world through my son. Whosoever believe, I will make them a new creation. And I will start all over again. Christ did not just come to deal with the things that we have done. He did not just come with us to deal with all the things that we've done. Christ came to do something else. He came to deal with our hearts, this heart of stone. This is the miracle of salvation, becoming a new creation in Christ Jesus. God said, I have seen this, and they intend to do this always, but I'm going to start all over again. This time, I'm going to send my son, and I'm going to do something new, something different in humanity. In the fullness of time, when we were dead in our sins and trespasses, when there was no doubt that we are evil and cannot save ourselves, God did something amazing. Ezekiel 3, oh, 36, God prophesies what he will do on that day. He says, I will give you a new heart and a new spirit. I will take out the heart of stone and I will give you a heart of flesh and I will put it within you and I will take my spirit I will give you a new one my spirit and I will put it inside of you I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you will keep my judgments and do them that is the miracle of salvation when we become born again when we become a new creation when God says I'm going to start all over again but this time I'm going to do what they cannot do I will take out this heart of stone and I will give them a heart of flesh Romans 6 talks about the fact that Christ not only came to deal with our sin. And, and this changes everything, people. This changes if Many people think Jesus only came to deal with this. He didn't just come to deal with what we have done. He came to deal with the cause of it. Because if you think you still have a heart of stone, guess what will happen? 
you will think this is normal. But God said, this is not what I've done for you. <laughs> I've come to deal with the cause. And so we read in Romans 6 from verse 1, it says, What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God says, certainly not. Do you not know? Do you not understand what happened when I sent my son? Do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ was baptized into his death? Therefore we were buried with him through that baptism into death that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of Father, even so we should also walk in newness of life. For if we've been united in, in the likeness of his death, we shall certainly also be in the likeness of his resurrection, knowing this, that our old man, was crucified with him that the body of sin might be done away with. That we should no longer be slaves of sin. For he who died has been freed from sin. Now if we died with Christ, we believe we shall also live with him, knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death that he died, he died to sin once and for all. But the life that he lives, he lives to God. Likewise. You also reckon yourself to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body, that you should obey in his lusts. And do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin, but present yourselves to God as being alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. This is who you are. It's all about identity. It's all about how you see yourself. It's all about understanding what Christ has done for you. All this is because of grace. We didn't earn it. We couldn't. God had to supernaturally do it through the miracle of salvation. And so we are born again, become a new creation from the inside out. But we still live in this flesh box. He didn't change the box. He changed the inside. We still live... In a flesh box. But God changed us from the inside. When we'll be delivered from this flesh box. You see this flesh box. It still desires that. The flesh. Still desires. This. All these things. It still has a desire for these things. But God said you know what. I've not just given you a new heart. I've also given you my. Spirit. That now is within you. And what the spirit desires is contrary to what the flesh desires. Now one day. Let's fast forward quickly here. In case you think this struggle and this struggle. Between what the flesh wants and what the spirit wants. Will continue until one day. Remember what Vanner spoke about last Sunday? The immortal body. One day. God says you know what? This body will be replaced by another body. Perfect. 
a perfect one. But until that day, we are still here. <laughs> one day, I will take you and give you a new one. Yeah? But until that day, you are still here. Sin crouches at the door, but I want you to rule over it. Because I've changed you and I've given you everything that you need for life and godliness in him. But the flesh is now contrary to the spirit. And so you do not do the things that you wish. But you submit to me. And this spirit who raised Christ from the dead now lives in you. And the way, in the same way he gave life to Christ, so he will give life to your mortal body. So that you can do the things that I call you to do. But this thing wants that, and this thing, this one, <laughs> wants holiness, sinfulness. And so we have a struggle between the two. And we need to choose. The desires of the flesh versus the desire of the Holy Spirit. Temptation versus obedience. That's what Romans 8 talks about. It says, therefore there is no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For the, for the law of the Spirit of Christ has made us free from the law of sin of death, in that what the law could not do, that it was powerless. Through the weak, through the flesh, God did by sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, on the account of sin, He condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the flesh and therefore they cannot please God. For to be kindly minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can it be so, then those who are in the flesh cannot please God. But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, it is not his. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is alive because of righteousness. But if the Spirit who raised Christ Jesus from the dead dwells in you, who raised him from the dead, will also give life to your mortal bodies through the Spirit that dwells within you. Therefore, we are debtors, not to the flesh to live according to the flesh for if you live according to the flesh you will die but if by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the flesh and you will live for as many as are led by the spirit of God these are the sons of God God said I'm going to start all over again but this time I will put my heart and my spirit within them and they will follow me it's part of the miracle of salvation not just dealing with the things that we have done but dealing with the root cause of it and so many times so many christians are so confused now that i'm saved why am i still tempted by the flesh well you're still tempted by the flesh because you're still living it with the flesh box. And in this dispensation, God wants us to rule over it. 
He wants us to overcome it. Until the day that we see him and then he will give us a new one. <laughs> and we will no longer have temptation. But now there is a struggle. A war between the two that will continue until we get this new immortal body. Our ultimate perfection. How do we overcome rule sin in this life? Romans 6 says this way. How shall, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall we live or how shall, who, how shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? Can we overcome sin in this life? Yes. How do we overcome sin? You'll have to wait for the next sermon. We don't have enough time. But here's the first step for today. How to overcome sin and the temptation of sin. How to overcome this hard heart of stone. The first step is repentance. Change the way you think. Humble yourself before God. Acknowledge that you are a sinner. And you need His grace. Acknowledge that if you are left on your own, you will grow more evil. You cannot live a holy, perfect life. First, we need to humble ourselves to that. And say, God, have mercy on me. Save me. A wretched man that I am. Who will deliver me from this body of death? God says, my son will. Whosoever believes in him. I will take this out of you. And I will give you a new heart and a new spirit. I will make you a new creation. This is step one. Repentance. Change the way you think. Second, bow your knee before him and ask him to save you. And you will be born again. You will become a new creation. And then, you have yourself baptized. It's the first step for from salvation. You have yourself baptized because through the act of baptism, it's not just a declaration of what happened. It is something spiritually that happens to your old man. Your old man gets crucified with Christ so that the body of sin might be done away with, that you will no longer be a slave you see, if we are still struggling with sin in our life, let's go through the checklist. Check one, repentance. Do I understand that I'm a sinner and I need salvation? Step two, have I accepted Christ's salvation? Step three, have I baptized, being baptized after my faith that this transaction can be finalized that this thing in me that drives me can die once and for all. Now that the heart is out, I only need to deal with the box. 
If you do not deal with the heart, you will never overcome this box. And baptism is part of that process. Because something spiritual happens, just like with communion. It's not your salvation. It's part of it. You are not saved because you're baptized. And you're not unsaved because you're not baptized. But there is something powerful that happens through baptism. There's something powerful that happens. Read Romans chapter 6. And then you need to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. You need to be empowered. If you're still struggling, you need to come to a point where you heal and you say, Lord, I need more of your Holy Spirit in me. And that's the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It's being empowered by the Holy Spirit that enable us to overcome the flesh. And that's the process, the normal Christian birth. Everything happened simultaneously. We have separated it because of doctrine and tradition and we make it different events. But in the word of God, if you get saved, if you give your life to Jesus, if you come to repentance and you humble yourself, the first thing that you do is you get yourself baptized. And the very next thing that you do is you get empowered by the Holy Spirit. And then you live for God. Amen? So for today, I want to start off this journey of how to overcome temptation in the flesh now that we are saved, renewed, and empowered by the Holy Spirit. It is a process, but I don't have enough time today. <laughs> this is the introduction, the foundation. Let's do step one to four and make sure it's settled in our hearts. Repentance, salvation, baptism, and the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. Let's pray together. I'm going to ask the ushers to hand out the elements of communion. And I want us, as we wait for that, I want us to reflect where we're at in this process. Some Christians, some Christians, and I counsel many Christians, some Christians are saved but they haven't come to repentance yet. It's a mystery. It's a mystery to me. But there are some Christians that still haven't come to repentance. <laughs> They've already given their life to God, but they still think like the world. Paul says it is carnal Christians. We still think like the world. We haven't changed the way we think. We do not understand what Christ has come to do for us. And so we believe the lies of the devil that say we are still sinners and it is okay to sin. It is not. It is not. So even if you're saved today, I want us to go through this list. If you are struggling with this or these things manifest in your life and you feel you cannot overcome it, Let's go through the checklist together. Let's consider whether we've come to repentance, change the way we think, understand what Christ has done for us, that we are a new creation by the Holy Spirit that leads us to live a life in righteousness. Consider our own salvation, whether we surrendered to Him completely. Consider our baptism, whether we have done it or not. And consider the empowerment of the Spirit. I want us just to close our eyes. Let's just reflect on those things.
Speak to the Lord in your own words. Anything that stood out for you this morning, just speak to him. Just respond to God in your own words. Father, thank you that we can come to you this morning and humble ourselves before you. That we can admit that without you we are lost. We cannot save ourselves. Only you can save us. We cannot prove our worthiness, our goodness, through our works. We fail continually. And so we need your grace. We need you to help us. We need a savior. We need a miracle. We need to be changed. Thank you for sending your son to do that. While all the eyes are closed, if you are here this morning, and you need to be saved, from this hot heart within you. I've got good news for you today. It can happen. Right here, right now. If you humble yourself and say, God save me. He can do that for you. He can take away all the things that you have done. And he can give you a new heart. You just need to respond in faith. If that is you this morning, 
and you want to give your life to him, I want you just to respond by raising your hand. Say, God, please save me. If that is you, just quickly raise your hand. Put it up high that I can see. Is there anyone here this morning? And for the rest of us, let's change the way we think. Let's change the way we think. Let's live for Him. Let's ask Him to come and do what He promised He will do in us, through us. Let us take the steps we need to do to follow Him. Lord, I thank You this morning that You gave Your Son to be the sacrifice that satisfies your justice, your righteousness, your holiness, and your purpose completely. Thank you, Lord, that as we take this bread, we are reminded of the cost that you became sin for us. And therefore, we eat in faith in what you have done for us in Jesus' name. Let's eat together. Lord, thank you for your blood that was shed for us. That we may have freedom. Redemption. That we may become a new creation. Through the blood of Jesus, washed clean. Standing before you, redeemed. Thank you for this sacrifice. We drink this cup in faith in Jesus. If you hear this morning while we consider what Christ has done for us and you have a pattern or a struggle in your life that you want to be free of, we want to pray with you. We want to pray with you and ask you to boldly come as we worship. And we're going to all stand and we can all stand together. And if you're in need of freedom, you are struggling, you know as you're sitting, here today you are struggling with sin there is freedom from it and we want to pray with you that God will start this journey with you to become free I'm going to ask the band that's the band <laughs> to lead us in a song and then I'm going to ask you if you need freedom if you want to respond to salvation if you have need of prayer I want to, I want to, if you have need to be empowered by the Holy Spirit I want you to come forward and we're going to pray for you right now. Amen. Can this facilitators please come forward and let's continue in worship. And then those in need of prayer, please come forward now. And we're going to pray with you. While we worship the Lord and then we're going to dismiss the meeting. Quickly come forward. The Holy Spirit is speaking to us, responding faith. And God will set us free. If that is a struggle with the flesh if it's a desire to be free, a need to be filled by the Holy Spirit, afresh and new, please come forward and we're going to pray with you. Let's do that. Let's just worship together.
Lord, thank you for not giving up on us. Thank you for doing what we cannot do. Lord, I pray that you will continue to work in us. Thank you for this grace in which we stand. Help us to live in a way that you will be glorified. Lord, I pray that you will bless us as we leave this place with a greater understanding of your love, your mercy and your grace, your spirit within us. Give us a hunger and a thirst to see the fullness of your spirit live through us that you may be glorified in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for coming. May God bless you. Please fellowship. And as usual, please use the first two minutes to connect to somebody you don't know. And then the rest of the time with somebody you do know. So please fellowship with someone you haven't met yet. And then with those you do. May God bless you. See you Sunday.